Welcome to the Dare to Adventure podcast. I'm Rachel Gilmore, founder of Earth and Soul Adventures and Freedom Coach. I have a passion for living life to the fullest and teaching others how to do the same. The purpose for this podcast is to inspire you to have the courage to step outside of your comfort zone and go on an adventure. I believe that everyone deserves to live life to the fullest and experience the profound transformations that travel offers. In this podcast, I will be interviewing amazing and phenomenal human beings who have went on adventures and explored the earth, and we will be sharing our journeys with you. So sit back, relax, and get inspired to take that adventure and discover the truth of who you are. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Dare to Adventure. Today, I'm with the amazing, passionate traveler, Steen. Welcome so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I've really been looking forward to it. Awesome. So will you just, um, passionate traveler, what exactly, tell me what all you're exactly involved in. Uh, well, I'm, I'm involved in a lot of things, basically because I can't really help myself to get involved. I, I've traveled my entire life and I'm completely in love with it. It's my passion, like you said, um, and a passion that I've, I've managed to make a living out of. Um, I'm originally from Denmark, but I have been living in Greenland for the past four years, where I've worked with destination development um, and sustainable um, tourism. Uh, as well as some some branding and marketing so um and i love every second of it i love that so um was there you said you've been traveling your entire life so tell me a little bit more about that yeah well i was uh, i was so fortunate that i i've had parents who love to travel as well um and when i say travel what they really love to do was to go to norway and sweden and the other scandinavian countries um my dad is uh, a fisherman he loves to fish and his big passion has always been salmon fishing so in, to sort of combine it with my mom who doesn't fish at all um we went to norway for about a week just to fish and then we went another week to explore some part of norway or sweden or finland um so and that really gave me the travel bug and uh, it, it's just been there ever since nice so was there like some sort of catalyst that propelled you into doing what you're doing now in Greenland? Yes, definitely. I think these trips to, to Norway um, and that immense nature there is in, in that country and how, how different it can be, even though it's the same country, has really um, sort of lit a fire in terms of exploring nature um, because it can be so different and so powerful um, and uh, living at home in, in Denmark I, I got to think that Denmark was a little bit boring uh, when you're dreaming about mountain peaks and uh, deep fjords and forests that never ends um, I just I wanted to see what it'd be like to live in a country that offers what I dreamed about and what I traveled to see and experience and Greenland offered that um, and I was fortunate enough to be able to bring my husband here 
Um, and we were supposed to be here for two years to start out with, and now we've been here for four, and, and we completely fell in love. Um, and at some point, you know, the adventure of, uh, that we were driven here by is now home. And, and that is actually really amazing. I love that. So in, in terms of transformational travel, okay, because you're also part of the Transformational Travel Council, tell me, um, you know, what types of transformations have transpired within you that you're helping other people achieve in, in the same way? I think that um, one of the biggest transformations that I've felt um, in my travel is that my own life has been put into some sort of perspective um, that I've been able to see, okay, I'm, why am I doing the things that I do? Um, and that has both been, been through um, getting out in nature just by myself and just experiencing that and feeling small and lucky and peaceful, um, but also in terms of meeting other people who has a different way of life than I have. Um, and I think especially... Um, I can point out that once in, in Norway, like I, I have mentioned a lot of times now, it was that I was, I was traveling with my parents and um, there was midnight sun in this beautiful valley um, by a city called Andalsnes. Um, there has, was mountain everywhere and this beautiful sun and lush greens and um, the most clear river I have ever seen, completely blue and green. It was beautiful and I was just standing there feeling so tiny and all my problems just sort of dispersed it was suddenly not that important anymore um, because I was able to be there in that moment and um, and just feel myself in a completely different way and, and um, feel a passion and a calmness that I don't think I've ever um, experienced in any other way and travel sort of became a pursuit to that feeling for me um, and in the end, a pursuit that ended up with me having it in my life, not just in travels, but in my everyday life. Um, so I think in the long run, that is really what travel has done for me. That's what I was going to ask you. So you achieved that um, in that place on your travels. And how has that translated into your everyday life? And you kind of touched on that. Um, so once you feel it and once you know it's attainable, then it's a little bit easier to get back there in your everyday life. Exactly, because you know what you have to do and you sort of know what kind of mindset that you have to get into. And it gets easier and easier. The more you do it, I think, the easier it is to let go and get into that state of mind where you just sort of can, can breathe and, and feel free and feel happy and move your worries away. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like I always say to clients, um, you have to have tools in your toolbox. So when you get into that place where you feel like you're spiraling out of control, you've got to change the energy. And sometimes it's a physical changing of the energy. Sometimes it's just moving around. Sometimes it's like actually, um, you know, it could be something simple like writing gratitude, right? But when you know what that tool is in your toolbox and you know it's, it's getting outside and getting in nature or whatever it may be, then you are prepared for when something comes because it's always going to come, right? We're, we don't live in a perfect world, but exactly. now you have the tools. So. Exactly. I, had, I had a time where I, when I lived here in Greenland where I was um, 
my brother had just been um, very spontaneous and gone to the hospital and it wasn't anything serious at all, but it suddenly shifted a focus on that I was really far away from my family and that was a bit difficult. So I went for a run one evening and I, I saw this guy who was standing basically on a cliff looking out on the ocean and um, and I, I was like, he was just standing there and looking around. So I couldn't help but go over and like tap him on the shoulder and be like, are you okay? It's, what are you, are you looking for something? He was, he just smiled at me and said, no, I'm just standing here feeling alive for a little bit. And that really resonated with me. I was like, oh, which is just the fact that he could go for a walk and just stand there for 10 minutes and look out the window or look out at the nature and be like, okay, now there's peace and quiet. And I've been trying to, to sort of steal that, um, that tool because it really works and just stand there. I don't know if it's a sort of meditation, but just standing there looking, just hearing the sounds of nature. Mm -hmm. it is, it's a good way of just sort of pushing everything away and just saying, okay, everything will be fine. Yes. So it's interesting because when you mentioned um, standing there, I believe in Denmark, where the mountains and the, and the clear water, um, a year ago today, actually, I was in Quebec, Canada, and I was up in the mountains um, in a national park. And it, that scene kind of came across my mind because, you know, Facebook shows, reminds you of where you were a year ago and the picture showed up and I'm standing in the water. And of course the water is ice cold, but the background is just the water was crystal clear, right? Like you could see your feet and, and there's mountains in the background. It's so beautiful. And today I just, I actually took a moment and just went like back there in my mind, like being there and just was able to kind of give gratitude for that experience. Um, and so, yeah, it definitely, um, I love when Facebook reminds me where I was a year ago. <laughs> but it's so nice to be able to take those good experiences, like pull them forward and use them still. I mean, I, I, think, I think it's so spot on about what travel can do when you choose um, a, a transform transformational way of doing it, is that you can keep pushing, pulling it more. It's not just a memory, it's, it resonates deeper than that. And I think that's, yeah, it's so important to, to let yourself get to that point, I think. Because I think that can also be a little bit scary for some people to sort of completely let go and not have internet and not check your phone and not look on Facebook every single day. And yeah. um, just be in the moment um, and not be reachable. Maybe that's, mm -hmm. that's actually what it's about. Yeah. Um, so for somebody right now who's listening, who's maybe in a state of overwhelm or anxiety or stress or or maybe they're just like, there's got to be something more to my life than right here, right now. And they're considering, you know, going on an adventure, or taking a travel, going on a trip with me or somebody else. You know, what, what would you say to them? Um, I, I think there's, I think, it, again, it, it always depends on what kind of person you are and what you're comfortable with. But um, I know that... It, taking an adventure can be extremely overwhelming like you said like how am I supposed to do this and I think sometimes the more you research into a destination or a place you want to go the more opportunities just sort of can overwhelm you and, and making the choices are actually difficult um, so what I've been doing sometimes is actually not make those decisions before I get on site um, for example, I, my husband and I went to, uh, to uh, the United States and Canada for uh, a four-week um, round trip by car. So it was like basically like a month-long road trip, and it was amazing. 
And the only thing that we have actually planned to do was what places we wanted to drive to. What we wanted to do at the sites would come along as we went. Um, not because we weren't, we had researched about all the opportunities, but we wanted to stay open-minded to what we felt like doing on that particular day. So instead of having everything planned out, um, we could be spontaneous and say, you know what, today we just want to lie here uh, on a beach and relax, or and tomorrow we want to hike uh, 20 kilometers uh, through the rainforest. Um, so all those opportunities were open and we were aware of them, but we could choose from what we needed to do and what we felt like doing and what was the right thing to do on that particular day or on that particular moment. So I think sometimes you have to, uh, to let go of the control a little bit and say, okay, it is overwhelming, and, but just take the leap and see what happens. And, and feel yourself in what you want to do and what you need for yourself and along the way. So it isn't completely planned out, but you sort of have an idea of what you can do. Yeah, I love that. Um, I actually was um, talking with Chloe earlier in the week um, on her thing that she does. And, um, and one of the questions came up was similar to that. And uh, she asked me a question and it took me back to this time where I was in Bali and I had been traveling for, um, I think a, a little over three weeks at this point. And I had been parts of Southeast Asia and I got to Bali and, you know, I had in my mind all these things I wanted to do, right? I wanted to go to visit temples and I wanted to go um, this place and that place, you know, and get pictures everywhere. And I just found I was really tired. And so I just gave myself permission, like for three days in a row to do absolutely nothing but lay by the pool and journal and read. And, you know, of course the time zone is different there. So there are 12 hours ahead. So during the middle of the day, nobody, you know, none of my friends at home are available. So I'm, I don't have anybody to reach out to. Like I'm totally, you know, in this, um, where I'm sitting like with myself and I'm not off doing something. Um, and so in that space of just sitting and being alone and journaling and things, I actually had some pretty profound transformations. And then the next destinations that I got to, I feel like that that time I had in Bali prepared me for what I was about to experience. And um, over the course of the next three weeks, um, I think my life totally catapulted into a whole new state of being. There was some pretty profound things that happened, but I think it was, it was because I wasn't attached to going to all these temples and getting my picture taken or, or all these things. I was just honoring myself and in that space, um, just doing. And, and for the first day I kept like, Oh, I should just go. Oh, I should just do it. But then I was like, my body was saying no. And my mind was kind of saying, just rest, rest. And I'm so glad I, I'm so glad I listened and didn't feel that pressure to go and do um, and just just be. Um, and so now when I'm you know here at home and I'm working, 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 and I'm like, oh, I need to finish this project. Oh, I need to upload that podcast. Oh, I need this. I'm like, you know what? I can honor myself and I'm actually gonna get more done, you know, maybe tomorrow if I if I give myself what I really need and honor myself today. So that's carried over with me. And we mentioned that earlier, how when we have these experiences, they, they do carry over and it changes us, you know, at a cellular level. And that's where the transformation comes in. So. I think that's, I think this is a super good story. 
Um, and also, I think it really pinpoints how important it is to let go of the fear of missing out. Yeah. Um, because I think there is this tendency to when people travel, they feel like, okay, I'm, I'm on this travel, I've paid money to be here, I need to go experience something, I need to get something, some value out of my money. But sometimes just um, sitting and relaxing, and like you said, journaling or uh, reflecting is actually what travel gives you an opportunity to do that you might not have in your everyday life because you know you're you work and you have a family life and you have to to be on at so many levels um so i think that is again like your your story is such a perfect example of is how travel can really um help you learn to understand yourself and what works for you and what you probably can do better for yourself so that's really amazing so uh, we've covered a lot of information already um, one of the questions I was going to ask you is, um, you know, how travel has made you a better person. I think we've covered that. I don't know if you want to add anything to that other than what we've already discussed. Um, I think maybe it's, it's also given me a, like a, a wider perspective of people. Um, I think maybe it's also something that comes with age, but, um, you know, the more you get challenged on your views and your way of life by other people and other cultures, the more you get open-minded. Um, mm -hmm and probably also able to discuss difficult things with other people to learn. So you don't just get, you, you know, your verbal sort of bursts. And I think, I think that has made me a more open-minded person. Open-minded. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think the same thing I've shared this before on the podcast, so I won't go into detail, but um, there have been times where I had a perception of a certain type of people, maybe, a nationality or ethnic and ethnic group and it just was shattered you know based on an experience i had and my heart just opened up and it just shifted everything for me in in a split seconds um because you really get to see humanity in a whole new way i mean you know especially living here in the united states i think we have a tendency to be really conditioned and programmed and just taught and you know what we learn in school and until we get out and actually experience the other cultures it's hard to really have that level of empathy yeah which definitely. really changes you definitely um and i think again now it's also a, a bit more an, an extreme example because i decided to move to a different country and live here but but i think everybody should sometime in their life spend a really really long time in a different country that is completely different from your own um because greenland is is a part of the danish realm still because it it was a Danish colony, actually. So a lot of people think that, okay, Denmark and Greenland is probably somewhat the same. And, and you know, it, it just isn't. The, the histories and the people are completely different. And sometimes the only um, thing the two countries have in common is that some people in Greenland speak Danish. Um, and so being just hit with all that new perspectives and different ways of life and different values is mind-blowing and it brings a lot of value and i'm really grateful for those new perspectives yeah yeah that's really powerful too so if there's one thing that you could kind of shout out to the whole entire world <laughs> <laughs> i love some places i mean all my travels has in some ways done something 
amazing to me. Um, but of course, I can't help but, but pinpoint that Greenland is um, the transformational traveler's paradise, because no matter what you do or where you go, it will blow your mind, really. So you're saying that I need to plan a trip yes. and an adventure yes, and yes. bring a group of people to Greenland. Yeah, really. And what would you have us doing? <laughs> Um, of course, it always depends on, on what you're interested in doing, but a person, from a personal point of view, um, I, I love the sailing here. I, we have a boat ourselves, and um, I think it's important to tell that in Greenland, the cities aren't connected by roads at all, um, because there are so vast distances. Um, so it's by boat or by airplane. Um, so when other people in other countries have cars, we have a boat. Okay. Um, and sailing these magnificent, I mean, we have the biggest fjords in the entire world. Um, and where I live in Nuuk, we have the second biggest in the entire world. So, you know, when you get into that boat, we have like the most um, opportunities to go exactly where we want to go and we don't have to go very far to not see other people at all um so i you have to go sailing when you get here obviously um also i would say that uh, a must is to visit a settlement to understand where um the history of greenland and how people have been living in these small small places with like a hundred people and still made a living um, through this really rough nature, I mean, the winters here are excruciating cold um, and rough, and um, and it's really beautiful to see those survival stories. Actually, um, I will also say I can't help but say it. I fish. I fish a lot, and I love it. Um, you need to go trout fishing here. Arctic char is fantastic, especially if you're a fly fisher. Um, really amazing fishing here. Um, I would also say, of course, dog sledding, fantastic experience, also because it's so cultural and you, it's a completely different way of exploring nature by, you know, being, being dragged by dogs. Yeah. Uh, fantastic, really, really fantastic. Um, and I would say uh, also hiking. I mean, many places there are hikes. I think it's one of the only places in the world where you can get, go hiking, uh, you know from the edge of the city and it's not marked necessarily you just sort of go and get a feeling like you're the first person who's ever been there and you're not but you get that feeling um and there is something completely special about that i, I really have to admit i love hiking and um so and you can do that everywhere it doesn't matter where you go in greenland you can do that dog sledding for example has to be in the northern parts um um, but hiking you can do everywhere. So. I love hiking. I'm actually training right now for a um, a big hike out in Colorado. It's a 14er that I'm doing a month from now. Oh, so, 14 miles or um, the, the elevation's 14, a little over 14,000. Yeah, it's like 17,000 miles um, round trip. Uh, 17,000, 17 miles. 17, yeah. not, I did not mean to say 17,000. Um, 17 miles round trip. And so it's, but so I've been hiking like for months and months. I hike every single weekend. You know, there is a really fantastic, I mean, it's a really, really long hike. I think it's about 160 kilometers as far as I remember. But it goes from, from Gangatusuak uh, to Susimir. And it passes through a UNESCO World Heritage site um, with. Uh, 
hunting uh, traditions in Greenland. It's just new, very, very new. Um, you should prepare for that. It's fantastic. Okay, <laughs> I will do that. Also, feel like there's hot springs. <laughs> Sorry? We hear about like hot springs and the Northern Lights and like those are the things that we hear about Greenland. But you, I find it interesting that you didn't mention either of those. Well, I think from a personal point of view, we have hot springs, especially in South Greenland. They are fantastic. The Northern Lights, I have to say, are also fantastic. But other places have that as well. Um, you can get the same in Iceland, you can get the same in Canada. The other things are uh, completely unique to Greenland, really. Okay. So that is, that is why I love them. Of, of course, I also love in the winter to go home from work at four o'clock in the afternoon and see Northern Lights. That is completely fantastic as well. But I think the other places and the other activities are, are really what makes Greenland unique and what you can't get any other place on here. Okay. So I would, I would make that a first priority. Okay. I love it. Thank you. So tell the listeners how they can find you, follow you, learn more about you and what you do. Um, well, you can always follow me on uh, Instagram. I put mostly pictures of my, my life and my, uh, my excursions in Greenland and my travels when I get to travel. So it's uh, Stina Selmar A. <laughs> on instagram you can also find me on facebook i'm under my full name and if you want to connect on linkedin feel free to it's also okay and i will post all of those links in the comments so or in the um yeah you i'll make sure that it's posted so you guys can follow her um you have been amazing you're amazing i can't wait to come to greenland now and go on an adventure with you yeah, and maybe I should mention that if you want to learn more about Greenland, you can also visit visitgreenland.com. Okay. So, and thank you so much for letting me join you. It's really been, been so much fun. Yes, I love it. Until next time, you guys are amazing. Go have a fun adventure, and I'll be back soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, Dare to Adventure. If you enjoyed, please consider sharing on social media. For more information about upcoming travel trips, you can visit us online at earthandsouladventures.com. Please go out and live an adventure. You are so worthy of it. And until next time, have an amazing journey.